0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse
1: community.
2: You're listening to a JOYcast from GLB, TIQ community radio station, JOY 94.9.
1: Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on JOY 94.9.
3: Hello Joysters and welcome to this week's edition of Pets Allowed, Joy's very own show about pets brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. A big thank you to the Checkpoint team for keeping us updated on what's been happening in the gaming world. I'm Kristen and I'll be keeping you company until five today and joining me to talk all things pets and animals is Kate Halter, General Manager of Fundraising and Communications at the Lost Dogs Home. Welcome back for another week of Pets Allowed, Kate. Ah,
4: Thank you very much, Kristen. It's good to be back again two two Saturdays in a row. Fantastic.
3: (laughs) And it's been a really busy week around the home as well as it always is. It always seems to be busy, yeah. We've got our poor Mate uh, adoption campaign going on. Yep. Uh, our mobile desexing unit has been out and about as well, desexing lots of cats, they which have. is fantastic. Been
4: out at Hume, doing a great job, and yeah, lots of what else has been happening? Lots
3: of things, <laughs> and uh, preparing ourselves for the influx as well of animals that are going to come into our care over winter. Just yeah, doing the best we can, uh, and we're going to be talking uh, a bit more about. That throughout today's show as well, and how people can help support us That's as right. well.
4: Yeah, yeah, we really do need the support of people, especially at this time of year, because each year more than twenty six thousand animals come through the doors of the Lost Dogs Home in need of shelter and care. Some are unwanted, some are abandoned, and some of the uh, the victim of abuse on neglect sadly. Many of these animals need extra care and attention from our staff and volunteers to help them on their journey towards finding a new home Uh, and we have a range of programs in place to help these animals and give them the best possible chance at a happy and healthy future.
3: Now, thousands of animals undergo surgery at our shelter hospital each year. So this can be anything ranging from desexing or minor surgeries all the way through to major surgeries, amputations, things like that. And
4: then there's hundreds of timid and under-socialised dogs that go through our behaviour program where they receive training to help them overcome um behavioural... problems such as separation anxiety, um, uh, bad manners because they haven't received any training. And this all prepares them for adoption adoption and ensures a very smooth transition into their new home.
3: And you're actually going to learn more about one of the dogs who's a recent graduate of the program a bit later on in the show as well, which is very exciting. Uh, And then we also have our foster care program. So many animals also need to spend time in foster care to grow or to recover or rehabilitate in a loving home environment um, before they can return for adoption Um, and this also helps create much needed space as well in our shelters especially at this time of the year when we are packed to the rafters. That's right so today on Pets Aloud we're going to tell you more about some of the
4: many life changing programs and services at the Lost Dogs Home along the way you'll hear about some some very special animals who were given a second chance through these programs and services and this is
3: only made possible through the generous support of people like you. Absolutely, and as a charity organisation, we really do rely on your support to to allow us to care for the twenty six thousand yeah. animals that do come through our doors each and every year. And so, if If you want to find out how you can help make a difference to the lives of these animals, stay tuned because we will tell you how. And here's what's coming up on today's show. Gemma, animal behaviour trainer at the Lost Dogs Home, is going to introduce us to Sadie, a gorgeous Mastiff Cross who's come a long way in the home's behavioural program. So she was very shy to start with but is a completely different dog now, so you'll hear more about her. And she's also ready to find a new family as well, which is very exciting. so you might want to pop down uh,
4: foster carer Kevin is going to tell us uh, a bit about what it's like to foster a timid fox terrier cross called Lola uh, who then gave birth to um, six puppies in foster care with Kevin and, and Lola was the dog that we featured in our winter appeal this year so we'll talk more about her
3: Yep, and each year thousands of animals undergo life-changing and life-saving surgery at the Shelter Hospital at the Lost Dogs Home So Dr Alan Bolton is going to give us a behind-the-scenes look at the work of the Shelter Medicine Department at the Lost Dogs Home. All that plus our news wrap, pet of the week, and dog dates coming up on today's show. This is Pets Allowed on Joy ninety four point nine.
1: The Pets Allowed news wrap. A look at the news of the week from the lost dogs' home.
3: Now, Kate, would you like to tell us uh, about our first news item of the week? Yes, a very important
4: news item. We are celebrating our furry best friends at the Lost Dogs home. Uh, we know that best friends come in all shapes and sizes and they fill our lives with love and laughter and they do make the world just that bit brighter. Last Wednesday, 8th of June, was Best Friends Day, a time to celebrate the special bonds we share with our best buddies. Most pet owners will agree that animals are definitely our best friends too. After all, they show us unconditional love and loyalty, so to mark this
3: special day, We thought we'd introduce you to some of our many wonderful adopters, uh, along with their furry best friends. Now, the first uh, is Craig and his cat, Simon. Now, you might remember Simon. He was formerly known as Bryce, and he spent more than 200 days up for adoption. So he started out at our Campaspe shelter, and then he moved down to North Melbourne, and that is where he met Craig. And Craig (laughs) said... When I entered the shelter, a staff member pointed out Simon. I went in with a list of what I wanted and he ticked all the boxes. The first two weeks he spent running around the house. He likes to do this just as you've jumped into bed and after he will jump into bed and want a cuddle. Simon's favourite things are sleeping on the couch, looking out the window and sleeping on top of you while you're in bed. (laughs) He runs to the door to greet you after being at work all day and demands cuddles before you do anything else adopting gives a pet a second chance at life and they really respect that and how true is that that's so
4: true absolutely and simon that sounds like an awesome cat um but i'm going to tell you about ness and her dog alfred um al as alfred is uh known was in the Herald Sun back in December as one of our 12 strays of Christmas, something that we do every year with the Herald Sun. Uh, and he's now named Alfred. Uh, this, scene, uh, this scene has stepped out of the limelight and into a wonderful new home um, after being seen in the paper. He's a very confident and well-behaved dog. He has gorgeous eyes and uh, that said, pick me, said to Ness. Uh He quickly realised who, who his new owner was and that and that is the cat Oscar, and that the cat Oscar was here first, uh, so he had to share his love a bit. Alfred loves his bed, rolling on the carpet and socializing with um, other new people. ...and other dogs. He's well behaved and very lovable. Uh, But when you stop patting him, he puts his head under your hand for more pats... ...and he probably nudges you just a bit. My dog does that too.
3: And he's uh, a senior dog too, Alfred. So he's living a life of luxury
4: now. And it's good to see how, you know, an older dog... ...they can settle in, you know, just as well as a younger
3: dog. And Alfred seems pretty active and... Absolutely. And um, Ness has sent through a photo as well of Alfred... um, ...just chilling out with the cat in the backyard... ...which is really cute. So they can be friends. So next we have Sally-Ann and her kitten Marty. So Sally-Ann said, I adopted Marty from the Lost Dogs home in North Melbourne and she fits into our household perfectly. Marty follows me everywhere in the house. She's very curious and loves to investigate every hiding spot she can get herself into. She particularly loves hiding in the TV stand where she thinks <laughs> that she's invisible. She loves playing with all her toys. Her favourite is the long fluffy tail on a stick that she holds in her mouth and runs around the house with. Most of all, she." Loves loves to curl up in bed with me especially in her favorite spot which is on my neck Marty has made my life so much happier and full of love. I wish everyone could feel the love of an animal adopted from the Lost Dogs home like I have. Oh, we do too, Celine.
4: That's great. Uh, Now, Kristen and Hannah, um, they adopted their dog Peanut from the home. Uh, They said they went to the Lost Dogs home to look at dogs available for adoption, uh, and someone there, an animal tender of ours, introduced them to Peanut. And they said that they knew then and there that that was the dog for them. They described Peanut as very smart, a very smart young dog. Uh, He already managed to teach him to sit. Sit, lie down and shake, paws. He's also learning to roll over. And one of their favourite things about Peanut is how enthusiastic he is. There are so many dogs and animal shelters needing that all-important second chance and, uh, you know, to help find the new family. Uh, and she said they're happy uh, that they were able to give Peanut the loving home that he deserves.
3: Their whole family adores him and he adores them. He's such a great part of their lives. And I think, if anything, all of these stories teach us a few things, that shelter animals are loving uh, they adapt easily to your home and that they're very smart as well. I think sometimes they're even
4: more lovable because they know when they're on a good thing, if they've had a bit of a rough start they to life do, they? and someone shows them love and care and loyalty, they you know they, they give you tenfold back. They do. They know you've given
3: them a second chance. Yeah. If you are looking for a very best friend to call your own, we do have lots of wonderful pets who would love to meet you. Our dogs and cats up for adoption have profiles online that can be viewed at dogshome.com or why not drop in in person and meet them at our North Melbourne or Kampaspi shelters. And now we are going to introduce you to just one of the many animals we have looking for a new home.
1: This week's Pet of the Week...
3: Kate, would you like to introduce us to this week's pet of the week? Yes, uh, this pet of the week, this week's pet of the week is Princess. She is four
4: years old. She is ginger and white. which gives you a hint she's a cat and she's a domestic medium hair cat, so she's got a nice sort of fluffy coat. She has a lovely nature. Her favourite hobby, um, the um, attendants describe, is cuddling in with you. Uh, for cuddles if you can give good pats and chin scratches you will win princess's heart in no time she doesn't really fancy being picked up but she will happily claim a place on your lap and she'll keep you warm all winter so i can imagine she'd be the perfect cat to sit on the couch with uh, on a cold winter's day or evening due to her light features she has a a white nose princess is looking for a home where she'll get to stay indoors which will help protect her from the sun an indoor lifestyle will suit her just fine she will love to be the princess of your castle if uh, you her ID number is 1010699 and so if you want further information on how you can adopt Princess or look at Princess on the Dogs Home website or um, call one of our um, call the shelter, um, they'll be able to help you uh, find out more.
3: Now to help our long term cats and dogs like Princess find new homes, we're halving their adoption fees until Monday the 13th of June, so this applies to all cats and dogs who have been with us for more than 20 days at either North Melbourne or Campaspe. If you are looking to adopt from the Lost dogs home please do give the shelter a call before you pop in just to make sure the animal you're interested in is still there at the time and isn't already going through the adoption process with another family Uh, You can contact our North Melbourne shelter if you want to learn more about Princess. Uh, Just give us a call on 93292755 or visit at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne. Now
4: each year hundreds of timid and under-socialised dogs are placed in the behaviour program at the Lost Dogs Home where they receive specialised training to help them reach their full potential and prepare them for adoption. Up next we're going to talk to Gemma, one of our behaviour trainers and she's going to introduce you to a very special dog
3: who is a recent graduate at the home.
1: Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9.
3: Every day, dogs from all walks of life come into the care of the lost dog's home. While some animals may need training to touch up their manners, others will need rehabilitation to help them overcome a more significant behavioural matter. Our behavioural program was developed to give these animals specialised care and training to help them reach their full thriving potential and enjoy a smooth transition into their new home. Now, every animal that enters the program is placed on a targeted plan developed especially for their unique needs. One of the dogs who has recently been through the behavioural program is Sadie, a friendly Mastiff mix. Earlier this week, I caught up with Gemma, behavioural trainer at the Lost Dogs Home, to find out more about Sadie's training and how far she has come under the care of the home's behaviour team
0: can you tell us a bit about Sadie? Sadie is a five-year-old Mastiff mix she's absolutely gorgeous she has a little bit of a weird story she came into the shelter as a stray and she was wearing a tea towel as a bandana she was sporting a weird little fashion accessory she is really cheeky like a lot of the Be Mod Dogs when she first came in she was a little bit shy a little bit reserved but after one or two sessions with her trainer she was bounding around she does like a bit of a bunny hop bounce through the bushes she's super cute.
3: So why was she placed into the behavioural
0: program? Sadie was placed into the behavioural program because during her assessment she presented with a little bit of generalised anxiety and some lacking of confidence with people and dogs. What sort of training have you done with Sadie to help with that? Sadie has learnt to touch. So Sadie learnt this really cool trick where if you put your hand out and you say touch, she touches your hand with her nose and then she gets a treat. So she now associates people's hands with a treat. So she just walks up to people, she taps their hand with her nose and then looks up at you really cutely for a treat. So Sadie is also on some anti-anxiety medication. So the medication that Sadie's on, it's not to sedate her, it doesn't change her personality whatsoever. What it does is it helps Sadie to focus and be able to really reach her full potential with training. So Sadie has also learnt to go to her mat. So if we put a nice little bed on the floor for Sadie and ask her to go to mat, she goes on her mat, does a little circle, lies down and then looks up for a treat. So that has really helped Sadie with some independence training. It shows her that it's okay, you can be away from me but nothing bad's going to happen and also you get lots of treats which is always awesome. Yeah. Does
3: that teach them as well that's kind of like their
0: special that they can go to? Yeah, so that's like their safety place. Um, so we try to say that that's their safe place. If they want to go there no one's going to bother them and also that's where all the good stuff happens. So that's where the pigsies come and the rawhides.
3: How long have you been working with Sadie in the behavioural program?
0: I've been working with Sadie for about five to six weeks and she's really come a long way. Initially when um, she entered the program she would back off from strangers. She was a little bit apprehensive, wasn't really sure you know, what was going to happen but now she will bound up to men in particular and look at them for a treat. So she's come a really long way. Um, She's also come a long way with dogs. So initially she lacked confidence um, and some social skills with other dogs, but now she's had multiple off-lead plays with some other friendly staffies and she is a really good player. She loves to play.
3: So you must get really attached to these dogs because you work with them for so long and they must all, you know, be special in their own ways. So what do you love most about Sage? Why is she so special?
0: The thing I love most about Sadie is that she's an older dog. She's had a bit of life experience and I just love to see dogs that are a bit older come from being shy and reserved then to blossom into these beautiful, happy dogs.
3: And now it's an exciting time for you and Sadie because she's ready to find a new home. Yes. what sort of family is she looking for? So Sadie is looking for, um, she could go to
0: a family with small children. She's really good with handling, so I think that, you know, children over the age of five would be okay. I would love to see Sadie go into a home with another dog. I think that Sadie would love that. But any home, really, she's quite lazy, so you don't have to be fit. Um, She just enjoys a walk around the block and then she'll just settle on her
3: bed and, and have a nap. Um. So with dogs that are adopted through our behavioural program, if the new owners need any support, they can come to you for that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we offer ongoing support from the time of adoption Right through the dog's life, we want to help the new adopters with any issues they may have, you know, even as small as toilet training, all the way up to, you know, introducing a new pet into the home. Um, we also offer post adoption training sessions. So they're free, 45 minute training sessions with one of our trainers. And we can do some hands on training as well as, you know, some management strategies. And yeah, it's really, it's really rewarding, I think, of course, for us because we form such a strong bond with these dogs. But it's really good for the owners to be able to come in and see someone that's already established a bond with their dog. Um, Yeah, we, we definitely offer support and we love seeing our dogs come back in. It's probably the most rewarding part of the job is seeing them come back in with their new families.
4: That was Gemma, uh, one, uh, one of our wonderful behaviour trainers at the Lost Dogs Home, talking about Sadie, who you can hear she has a lot of affection for, and she's a can- and she's a candidate of the Home's behaviour program. Sadie and many dogs like her spend weeks in care uh, of our behaviour team while they learn new skills, manners um, and behaviours to prepare them for adoption. So if you'd like to make a donation to to the support the care of training dogs like Sadie, please visit dogshome.com or give us a call on nine three two nine two seven double five. 2755. The behaviour program is quite... um is is invaluable and costs
3: the home around about four hundred thousand dollars every year now last year fox terrier cross lola found herself at the lost dog's home scared and heavily pregnant while in our foster care program she gave birth to six beautiful puppies up next you'll hear more about her journey through motherhood and on to finding a loving new home this is pets allowed on joy 94.9 today we're taking a closer look at some of the programs and services at the Lost Dogs Home which provide a second chance and brighter future to the thousands of animals that come through our doors each year and so we have uh, more than 26,000 animals come into our care each and every year now one of the programs that can help these animals is our foster care program. So foster carers open their homes and hearts to animals who need temporary care outside of the shelter environment so they might be a bit too young for adoption, uh, they might be recovering from surgery, or they might just need some TLC and training in a home environment. So in addition to helping the individual animals, placing them into foster care also creates much needed space in our shelters, particularly at this time of year when we are expecting an yeah. influx of animals over winter. Yeah, winter's busy. Uh, so last year, Lost Dogs Home staff member and our fellow Pets Allow presenter Kevin fostered a very special little dog named Lola. And she was a very special dog, but she did
4: arrive quite terrible. She was brought to the home um, by her owners They surrendered her into our care because they no longer could care for her We're not quite sure what the reason was Um, And she also came with some other dogs of theirs but to add to her worries, this tiny little dog um, was just one year old but also heavily pregnant. So she was barely an adult herself and she was facing motherhood. Uh, and dogs are often stressed when they are removed from their home. Um, you know, they're in sh- sh- shelters are, you know, we provide a lot of care and support to all the dogs and cats that come in, but they can be stressful environments for them, especially, you know, in coming out of their own home. So Lola was pregnant and in a new environment. Our vets knew that she didn't have long to, um, before she was due to give birth, and they wanted to make the last days of her pregnancy as calm and peaceful as possible. So they did decide to remove her from the shelter environment and pop her into foster care um, with Kevin. So she went home with uh, Kevin just a few weeks before she gave birth. And we recently caught up with Kevin to hear more about Lola's time in foster care and how she
3: blossomed in his care. It's about Lola and how she came to be at the Lost Dogs Home.
1: Lola was surrendered to the Lost Dogs Home by her previous owners. They were quite elderly and weren't able to care for her. anymore. Um, When she was surrendered she was quite late stage pregnancy so she was very soon off giving birth.
3: Lola was placed into the foster care program. Why was that?
1: So after her assessments, you know, we saw quite a scared dog. Lola was quite terrified in the shelter and also she was guarding her babies that were um, very close to being born. So we thought it would be best for her to get out of the shelter into a warm and loving home where she was going to be able to give birth to her babies and raise them in a, a very nice environment.
3: What made you decide to foster Lola?
1: We were just about to move house at the time, so my partner did think I was a little bit crazy deciding to take home a dog that we didn't actually know how many babies she was going to have. Um, she's only a little fox terrier. And we thought, oh, you know, her big belly, but surely she can't have that many in there. And so I've had experience with puppies before. I've never um, gone through whelping, but I have had experience with raising puppies from quite, you know, eight weeks old. So we uh, had people that would be around my housemates, usually at home. So we had someone that would be able to monitor them and look after them. So we decided that we would be able to take them home and we'd provide a really good environment for her to have her babies.
3: At the start you were only fostering one dog but then six new additions came along. Can you tell us about the puppies and what sort of mum Lola was?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, five days after taking her home, um, I did notice that she started to be a bit quieter and she actually started uh, running under my bed and hiding under my bed. And I thought, oh dear, we're about to have puppies. And luckily it was uh, seven o'clock in the morning. So I was just about to go to work. So I uh, messaged our head vet and said, I think the puppies are coming. And he said, stay at home and, and watch. And then sure enough, just after seven, the first baby was born. Um, it took about three hours for Lola to give birth. And obviously we had six puppies. Yeah, I wasn't sure how many there was going to be and we are just counting as we got along, but after they had all come she was completely exhausted and she just fell asleep straight away. She was a great mum during the birthing process. She really did everything. I I didn't have to help her at all and she was really fantastic and she cleaned them all up and they all started suckling very quickly. It was really, um, you know, it was really interesting to be there for it and just to see how everything happens and uh, how they just know instinctually how to make sure everything's going okay.
3: That was Kevin, foster carer and staff member at the Lost Dogs Home, talking about what it was like fostering scared and heavily pregnant dog Lola. Coming up next, we're going to hear more from Kevin about Lola and her six beautiful puppies.
4: This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Winter is here and the Lost Dogs Home needs your support now more than ever. With almost 5,000 animals expected to come through our doors over the winter months, we very much rely on the generosity and support of the community to provide these animals with all the shelter and care that they need. Fostering is just one of the many ways you can make a difference. Before the break we heard from the Lost Dogs Home staff member and fellow Pets Allowed presenter Kevin about his experience fostering a very timid fox terrier as she gave birth and raised six beautiful puppies. now let's hear more from Kevin about re- the rewarding experience of foster care and why it's only made possible thanks to your support and the support of the community donations.
3: Lola and all of her puppies were put up for adoption and found loving homes of their very own and you even adopted one of them. Can you tell us about your newest addition?
1: Yep, so we already had two dogs at the time and so at the time we had nine dogs in the house including Lola and her babies Um, because we were fostering and you know our council were okay with that. We spoke to our council about fostering and everything and we sort of went you know we've done this, we've looked after these puppies for eight weeks, we kind of really attached to them, we kind of think we have to. Kate one. We thought it would be best for Lola to find a new home because um, she was quite a dominant female and my border collie is quite a dominant female as well sometimes, so we thought it would be best to start from scratch with a puppy. Uh, we chose Bonnie. Bonnie is the only black and tan puppy out of the lot of them. The others are, one's white and um, brown and then the others are just brown and black. And uh, she was the first to open her eyes, she was the first to start walking. So she was our little, you know, go-getter and so we decided to keep her and um, we started slowly introducing her to the other dogs. and. Yeah, it really has worked out very well, so she's a lovely little dog, she looks like a mini German Shepherd but she is a fox terrier cross and she's really super smart and really super friendly and excited and happy to be around everyone. When they started to get to uh, sort of five weeks old, when they started being a bit more mobile, they all definitely had their own personalities. We had Max, who was the biggest of the lot, uh, he's now known as Romeo, and he was just a little porker, you know, he was twice the size of all the rest of them and he would laze about a lot. Um, but he was Lola's favourite, so every time all the puppies were out, she would be playing with him and only with him. Um, you know, Kia was a little bit standoffish and, and a little bit shy, same with Squirt who was the, the, the little baby, he was the runt of the litter. He's now named Spencer and he lives with a former Lost Dog Home staff member as well and they absolutely adore him. Um, and then Daisy and Allie were kind of very similar. The only way I could tell those two apart were one had short hair and one had long hair. <laughs> and then there was Bonnie. So yeah, they, they all had their different personalities. I named most of them, I think. I kind of took over that responsibility um, because I spent the most time with them. And it was a slow process in terms of, you know, Not all of them got a name at the same time. Max got his name because he was the biggest, so he was the maximum. Squirt got his name because he was the littlest, so he was the little Squirt. Bonnie came about because she was the darker one, so it was kind of Ebony and then changed to Bonnie. Kia, I just liked the name. (laughs) And then Daisy was named by my partner's nephew. So he was on Skype with them and we said, what do you want to name one of the puppies? He said, oopsie daisy. So we just called her Daisy. And then Ellie's actually named after a staff member here at the Lost Dogs Home who is a vet nurse and she really helped me through the whole process from when they were quite young. I would just message her and be like, is this supposed to be happening? Is this happening right? You know, and she would really help me through. So um, she said, is there any of the puppies I said yeah there's one that's still without a name she goes okay call it Ali I'm like all right no worries
3: the support of foster carers like you is so important but can you tell us why community donations are also vital in helping animals like Lola
1: yeah absolutely so um Somewhere like the Lost Dogs Home with foster care, we cover all expenses. So, you know, Lost Dogs Home was providing me with food, um, providing me with bedding, making sure, like, and puppies go through a lot of bedding. So I was going through lots of towels and lots of blankets and they were making huge messes <laughs> um, and lots of food as well. And just also then covering their surgeries. So desexing, microchipping, vaccinations, all of that kind of thing. So it's really important for, I guess, community donations because that's funds that, we need to look after these animals so I guess Lola and her puppies uh, had a second chance because of donations because you know everything was donated, my time, my housemates time you know all of the blankets that we went through like hundreds of them Um, um, the pee pads you know from when the puppies were babies, toys, food uh, crates to keep them safe all of that kind of thing so it was just really important to have um, those donations to help us foster And, and you know without that support we wouldn't have been able to do it
3: That was Kevin, foster carer and staff member at the Lost Dogs Home, talking about what it was like fostering Lola and her six puppies. Now, Lola's vet care, foster care and adoption were only made possible thanks to the generous support of our donors. So if you would like to make a donation to help the Lost Dogs Home continue to care for vulnerable animals like Lola, please visit dogshome.com or give us a call on 93292755. And we really couldn't do it without you. So many animals like Lola are only given a second chance thanks to the donations of people like you absolutely all those proactive services are absolutely dependent on donations
4: so yeah your support mate goes a long way
3: now amid the hustle and bustle at the lost dogs homes shelter hospital our dedicated vets and vet nurses improve and save the lives of so many animals every year up next, Dr. Alan Bolton is going to tell us more about the life-saving work of the home's shelter medicine team.
1: Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9.
4: At the Lost Dogs Home, the health and well-being of our dogs and cats is our utmost priority. Every day, there is a specialised team of vets and vet nurses in our shelter medicine department providing care and treatment to these animals. They alleviate any pain and suffering and they help give these animals the best chance of a happy and healthy future. Dogs and cats arrive at the home with a range of conditions, injuries, um, all sorts of uh, issues uh, relating to their past care and the shelter medicine team never know what is about to come through their doors. Early this week, Kristen caught up with Dr Alan Bolton, our General Manager of Veterinary Services at the Lost Dogs Home, to find out more about what takes place at the home's very busy shelter hospital.
3: What is the role of the Shelter Medicine Department at the Lost Dogs
2: Home? I guess the Shelter Medicine Department probably has three main roles. Um, First of all, we need to check that the individual animals that are coming into our care are healthy, Um, give them treatments for fleas and worms and that sort of routine stuff, vaccinations, and deal with any conditions that they may have when when they come in. The second part of the role is making sure that the whole group of animals in the shelter so all the cats and all the dogs have protocols in place to ensure that they as a group stay healthy for the time that they're with us and then the third thing we do is getting animals ready for adoption so whether that's routine surgery or they may need something a bit more involved.
3: So what kind of surgeries occur at the
2: shelter hospital? Um, so we do lots of desexing, obviously, um, everything from sort of 700-gram kittens up to, you know, 60-kilo mastiffs. We do lots of non-routine procedures as well. So I guess the commonest one is probably dentistry. So if we've got middle-aged or older dogs going out to adopters, we like to make sure that they, you know, they're not going to have to see a vet, hopefully, um, within the first year or two. So we like to do preventative dental work, get them cleaned up. Um, We do some orthopaedic work, we're adopting out more older dogs and so often we'll find that they've got tumours, particularly mammary tumours in entire female dogs, so we'll sort those out as well. So there's a huge broad range of things that we do.
3: And roughly how many surgeries does the Shelter Medicine Department do each year?
2: Last year it was almost 4,000, so 3,950. Some of those will be done at Frank Samway's Vet Clinic, which is our private clinic, um, depending on how busy we are and how full we are, but the majority of them will be carried out within the Shelter.
3: So when it comes to the diagnosis and treatment of medical conditions, how does the shelter hospital differ from private practice?
2: I guess the most obvious thing is that vets are very skilled and vets are trained to take a really accurate history from the owner um, or the person presenting the animal, and that's not a luxury we have with most animals in the shelter. Sometimes we can get a hold of an owner by phone, um, but generally we have to just deal with what's presented in front of us. Um, So with that, you lose out on a lot of information, you don't know how Long condition has been going on for. You don't know if an injury has happened 24 hours ago or you know four days ago. You just have to use your judgment. And I guess as well in private practice, I mentioned earlier that we spend a lot of time ensuring that the group, group of the whole group of animals, is healthy, either the herd health. That's much more of a focus in shelter than it would be in a private practice.
3: And how much does it cost to run the shelter hospital, and how is that funded?
2: So we have four full-time vets in the shelter. Um, And I think we have around eight nurses. So obviously all of those um, people need to be paid to come to work. And I mean, that you're looking at probably well over half a million dollars a year. Um, We also have to buy all the drugs, um, all the disposables we use, so swabs, drapes, all that kind of stuff. So it's a very, you know, it's a very costly exercise. A portion of that is paid for through our council contracts, so when we're looking after dogs in council care, um, we can bill councils for that, um, and that should be built into the contract price. Is
3: that for the entire stay of the animal,
2: or just for a It varies from council to council, but generally it's just while they're doing their eight-day stray hold period. Um, So above and beyond that, everything that we do is paid for by the very generous support of our donors um, and friends of the home.
3: That was Dr. Alan Bolton talking about the life-saving work of the shelter medicine team at the Lost Dogs Home. And as Alan mentioned, it does cost more than half a million dollars to keep our shelter hospital running each year, allowing our vets and vet nurses to improve and save the lives of so many animals. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of our shelter medicine team, please visit dogshome.com or give us a call on 93 29 And we have almost reached the end of another show, but before we go we're going to fill you in on some of the pet friendly and animal themed events happening around town that's up next in Dog Dates
0: Do you have a business, product or service that needs to be seen and heard? Become a Joy Sponsor and get the best of both worlds Have your message heard on air by 329,000 monthly listeners Have your message seen online at joy.org.au via the Joy Sponsorship Directory Sponsorship starts from as low as $295 and best of all those who sponsor us for more than one month are featured on our listing free, yes free call 1300 JOY 949 or email sales at joy.org.au for more details, JOY 94.9 the diverse voice of the GLBTI community
4: your pet's community calendar
1: this is Dog Dates
3: Now our first dog date of the week is the Lost Dogs Home Pormate Adoption Drive which is running until this Monday 13th of June at our North Melbourne and Compassby shelters to help our long term cats and dogs find new homes they're becoming members of our exclusive Pormate club and we're halving their adoption fees until Monday all cats and dogs who have been in our care for more than 20 days at North Melbourne or Compassby are part of the Pormate club your new pet will come desexed, health-checked, microchipped, vaccinated and wormed, which is all included in the adoption fee. Uh, all of our adoptable pets have profiles online at dogshome.com and you can also find more info there.
4: And our second uh, dog date, uh, or maybe it's more of a cat date, uh, is our mobile cat desexing um service, which is currently uh, at Hume, but going out to Darabin soon. It'll be at Darabin City Council uh, at the Reservoir Civic Centre there at 23 Edwards Street in Reservoir. uh, on the 16th and 17th of June. Uh, we'll be running this event in partnership with the City of Darabin and we'll be discounting male and female cat dissecting uh, for, to $50 to residents who reside in the City of Darabin area. This, this also includes free microchipping um, which is normally valued at $30 as well as free animal registration for with the City of Darabin uh, up until the 9th of April 2017. So a really good deal. You must book um, the, and to do so you can go to dogshome.com to find a link to the booking site.
3: And that is hundreds of dollars of value there when you consider desexing, microchipping and a year's worth of council registration almost um, for only $50. I know, it's amazing. And I th- yeah, and that's another, again how um,
4: donations can help the home. So one of the reasons we're doing this is to, if we desex more cats, then it means that less unwanted litters of kittens are born and come into shelters unwanted. So you can really get behind that with a donation too.
3: Absolutely. It does cost a lot for our, our mobile desexing unit to be out and about. And it has been out and about a lot oh, lately. Yeah,
4: it's got we're getting quite a few offers to come and uh, help out and do some dissecting event. It's about two thousand to two and a half thousand dollars a day to be out there.
3: So if uh, if you'd like to make a donation to support that, you can visit dogshome.com or give us a call on 93292755. And that brings us to the end of the show. Just a quick reminder before we go, our pet of the week is Princess, a four-year-old cat who has a lovely nature and is a bit of a snuggle buddy, cuddle buddy. (laughs) She's up for adoption at our North Melbourne shelter. Um, So if you want to learn more about her, just jump online at dogshome.com or visit in person at 2 Gracie Street. Coming up next is Aaron bringing you the latest indie and alternative hits with Sass. If you missed any of our show today, you can podcast it via our profile page at joy.org.au slash petsaloud. Thank you for joining us and don't forget to walk your dogs. And and pet your cats. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9.
2: Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9.
3: Thanks for listening
0: to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy.